What is happening, party people? Welcome to episode number 67 of the Audio Podcast with the boys, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Alex? Are you only calling us party people because we can party now? We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. That. for now we're party people. Uh, yeah. I'm in excruciating amounts of pain. Right. Uh, I've got, Me too. I've got a headache that I have not been able to shake. I went mm-hmm. to the docs last week. They said it was something sinus related. They gave me some stuff to clear the sinuses, but it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it is. It's like a headache that as soon as the blood starts rushing, it gets like a, it's really, really bad. Yeah, okay. So I've been living on painkillers. Oh, I'm glad to hear that you're in excruciating pain, because so am I too. So obviously, guys, there's a lot we're going to be talking about this week. Um, Really, really big news story happened this week, uh, clearly up in Queensland, which is I started a landscaping job. So shout out to my boss who does uh, listen to the podcast. Um, You work me way too hard. So next week, let's um, let's just take it down a notch. So I've been wrecked for a couple of days because uh, after sitting in an office for 10 years, I ain't built for manual labor yet. Yes. But I will be. So I uh, actually had an interesting point on this too, because we were having a bit of a conversation before this started just about doing your own research on stuff, because obviously doing your own research is so taboo. Yeah. Uh, so... I started that job this week, I did a day and a half, and it absolutely wrecked me, but I had already done a day the week beforehand at the mother-in-law's place, doing like a yard clear out, and by the Friday, my shoulder had just completely like locked up, Yeah. so like couldn't couldn't move my arm properly, couldn't drive a car, all that sort of stuff, I was in a lot of pain, so the thoughts go through your head of like, oh, I'm probably going to have to go to a physio, or blah, 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 so I thought... I'll do my own research. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a crack first and see what I can come up with. Cancer. No, funnily enough. <laughs> so I went on YouTube and I just Googled um, shoulder impingements. And this video came up from, I think they're called Bob and Bill. They're two old dudes from America who are physiotherapists who are super lame, but I kind of dig that too. Yep. Being a dad, I make lame dad jokes now as well. And it was just the first video I came across. They were talking about how whenever there's issues with like rotator cuff um, issues. Mm-hmm. So for people who don't know, the rotator cuff is a series of like four different muscles that all control how your shoulder moves around. One of the biggest issues with your shoulder is that it's got the most movement out of any joint in your body, which also means it's the weakest. So, but they said the number. Keep saying so. Okay, cool. The, the number one issue they generally tr- test out first is if you've got issues with your supraspinatus uh, supra muscle. Right. Which is a very small muscle which just goes off over the top of your shoulder. Right. And the way that you test that out is you put your arm behind your back, which exposes the head of your shoulder, and there's like a point there. And he goes, if you feel if it's tender, then just run your finger over like across and back for like 30 seconds at a time. And then give it a rest, do that five times. And it, basically what you're doing is you're breaking up scar tissue sure. in it and you're promoting blood flow. So after I did it, instant relief. It's funny you say that because yesterday I got a massage here mm-hmm. and I was complaining about the headaches that I had. Mm-hmm. And he asked me a couple of questions before and then he... Instead of me laying down on the on the bench, he goes, no, sit down and face the wall. And he tested my range of motion, sort of mm-hmm. like chin over, you know, left, right, up, down. And I like how you went up, down. Yeah, that was good. Throwing a dummy. Um, that's for audio viewers. Yeah. And then 
gave me some acupuncture first and then did the massage thing and hit some of those points that you just spoke about. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, we went through the same range of motion exercise mm-hmm. and I was like, it was a completely different chalk yeah. cheese. Yeah. So it's amazing what is there if you... Well, it's amazing what you can it. do if you, if, you know, mm. if you know what to do, right? Mm. Or just to do something. Yeah, mm. just to try something. Because I think it's such an old school mentality of, oh, my shoulder's frozen, I won't use it, I'll rest it. And that's like the worst thing that you can do. So to me, this showed the value of doing your own research about something that was pretty debilitating for me at the time. Mm. And I was able to literally fix it within and it, like 15 minutes because the video is seven minutes long and then me doing yeah. a few sets of this and it was fine. So yeah, that stuff. do your own research. Yeah. All right, guys. So we're going to be getting stuck into a few big subjects today. Obviously, there is some actual real big news that happened up in Queensland this week, which is uh, December 17 becoming, uh, what, what, what should we call it? Is, it? is it segregation day up here? I, or? I don't like using that term. So it's... Obviously, the new uh, reward to fully vaccinated people to keep their freedoms is the way that they have yeah. uh, packaged it. So you don't get anything extra. You just get to keep what you've already got. Uh, whereas the unvaccinated will lose a, uh, a percentage of their freedoms. Hmm. Uh, come the 17th of December, all the 80% double dose rate, whichever comes first. So that's one subject that we'll tackle. Uh, I also want to get into, there was some uh, trial data that came out of Pfizer's new antiviral pill. Yep, Pfizermectin. Which we coined Pfizermectin weeks and weeks ago. Uh, Months ago. Yeah, which is, um, we'll run run through the mechanism of how it works and how similar it is uh, to certain other drugs. Yep. And was there, oh... There was also, there's, uh, there was an announcement this week about some uh, corporate tax breaks for a certain marketplace in Australia, which is yeah. very interesting too. Which as a small business owner just lights me up, mm-hmm. lights me up. First, I just wanted to touch on quickly about what's happened in China, because mm-hmm. we're not talking about a lot. Evergrande, which was the largest property company in China, yeah. has been going through mega, 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 mega money problems, mm-hmm. basically leveraged too much, couldn't make the payments even to service the debts that yeah. they had, too yeah. highly leveraged. And they have been given deadlines of mm-hmm. when they could make these payments and they've come in like right at the very last minute yeah. to, to pay the minimum, the absolute minimum. Yep. They have just done it again, but it's something to keep an eye on because it has massive repercussions yeah. for global markets. Mm-hmm. Effectively, if they fall over, the Chinese property market falls over, the Chinese property market falls over, there's going to have massive flow-on effects for our stock market. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on Evergrande. Evergrande, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is, it's got massive repercussions. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it, it could potentially be like world financial crisis-like repercussions. Yeah, yeah. Globally. Just a little tag note. I want to put something here because we've got a project that we want to do where we stitch together some of the predictions that we've made in the past Mm -hmm. and show you guys what has happened or maybe what hasn't happened. Yeah, maybe our hits and misses. Yeah. Well, I just want to throw another one out there. Sure. Uh, The EU in the next five, ten years... uh, 
disassembles. Will be disbanded. Disbanded. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I just want to throw that out there. I think yep. the EU, there's... So the European Union is what he's referring to. Uh, Alex's prediction is it will be disbanded within the next five to ten years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say, uh, we, we spoke briefly about this the other day, and I said it's more like five years. I guess when I'm saying that, I, I kind of feel like it'll be within five years the decision will be made. It'll probably take five years yeah. to get... Sort of like with Brexit. Like, Brexit took years before yeah. it was actually actioned and done. yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I and agree with you too. Just a bit of background. That's kind of the start of it. Obviously, Brexit was one of the big players involved. Yeah. But now you're having some of the little guys like Poland and Hungary mm-hmm. who are not happy with the deal. And, well, it's more so the EU's not happy with them yeah. than vice versa. And I think in a way, some of the countries that benefited <laughs> the most from it, some of the real poor countries, they've probably had some of their debts paid off now by some of the big That's guys. Right. So it's kind of... On there, like it's good for them. Yep. But the major one is the EU has not been able to equitably handle the refugee crisis. That's right. So because of all those things, and because of COVID restricting a lot of movement, mm-hmm. and because of a lot of uh, financial craziness that's happened, mm-hmm. in my mind, there's very little point in remaining in the in the, the EU. EU. Yeah. And therefore, I think people will jump out of it. So I just wanted to put a little line in the sand so that we can come back and see yep. if that happens or not. Sure, absolutely. All right, so let's kick on to the first subject. So the biggest news really up in Queensland this week was the announcement that on the 17th of December, or when we hit the 80% double-dose vaccination target, that unvaccinated people will have a degree of their freedoms removed. I'm not going to run through the list. Everyone who cares who lives in Queensland has no doubt already run through them. Now, I had some initial thoughts on this, but I wanted to throw it over to you. When you heard the announcement, what were your initial thoughts and where are you at now? I'm still the same. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a low, uh, empty threat. Yep. Of, uh, if you guys don't do this, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think that is because it's, it's the first thing that's been really pushed off into the future. Okay. Like most of the restrictions have come pretty suddenly. Yeah. But this one's like a month away. Uh, now, I, I, from a vaccine mechanism, I get that that's fair as well. But I also think they could have picked another metric and done it a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. This is just designed to scare people into doing it. Yeah. So I, I had the same thought, uh, but really where my head went pretty much straight away was my little sniffer started going, mm-hmm. I smell fear. I smell fear. Right. This is, so you might remember, and we've mentioned this a couple of times recently too, where we've, you go through the stages of manipulation and this is stage four. This is the final stage. This is the force stage mm-hmm. that we've implemented now or are threatening to implement. Now, the reason why I smell fear is because this makes zero scientific sense mm-hmm. to do it now. Mm-hmm. Why do I say that? Obviously, the way they're marketing it is we'll be opening the borders soon. So therefore, COVID's going to flood our community And that's why they're doing these things. But there's a few parts of this that were very, very interesting to me and something that went completely unreported 
which I thought of on the first day and I messaged you boys in the group chat about it. So do you remember when, uh, so Dr. Jeanette Young was promoted to governor on the 1st of November. Mm -hmm. A week prior to that, the guy, can't remember his name, uh, who was supposed to take over from her, decided to step back from that role for personal reasons. Mm. Now, my gut tells me, and I said at the time that it happened, like, you guys need to remember, Dr. Jeanette Young, as the chief health officer for Queensland, was on $620,000 a year. I don't know many people who step back from a $620,000 a year job the week before they're due to pick it up after they've already accepted it, unless something drastic changes. Now, if you, and you can go back and read Anastasia's tweet about it, but there's a very weak part of the tweet towards the end of it, which just says, this is all based on health advice. So my assumption is that old mate who is going to take the job was briefed in a week before he was due to take over. He was told that this was coming and he said, I'm not putting my name on that. Yeah. Smart guy. Right. So that was one thing. He's not smart because he's not going to get a job for the pharmaceutical companies now, is he? Well, he's not going to get the brown paper bag because he stepped away from it. Yeah. Look, so he's a good guy. Not necessarily a smart guy. <laughs> nice guys finish last. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, that was one, my first thought on it. I do smell fear and I do, I do agree with you. I, I think it is a bit of an empty threat. And I think that this will do way more harm than what Anastasia thinks it's going mm-hmm. to do. There is obviously a massive percentage of the population which is still convinced that vaccination is the way to go, that only the unvaccinated spread the virus, which we know is false, that uh, it's the unvaccinated people that are going to be filling up ICU beds, blah, blah, blah. There is still a percentage that believe that. But that percentage is thinning out Mm. bit by bit every single day. You were on the phone when I got here with someone who used to believe that, who now doesn't. I had a conversation during the week with someone who used to believe it, who now doesn't. And when you use massive authoritarian overreach on something, people start to second guess a little bit. Because it's been all nice up until now. And remember those relatively, stages, relatively, relatively. Yeah. But remember those stages of manipulation. First thing is to you, sh- you need to get the vaccine to protect yourself. We're trying to protect you. Second stage manipulation was you need to get the vaccine to protect your family and the vulnerable people around you. We need to protect them as well. The third stage of manipulation was if you get the vaccine, we'll give you a treat, a free sausage at Bunnings or a ten dollar meal voucher. Yeah, <laughs> is what we're handing out in Queensland. Uh, Against TJ regulations, but anyway. Yeah, including the uh, NRL grand final tickets that Anastasia tried to hand out, which was unlawful as well. Which then she just said, yeah, well, we still want to do it. But then the NRL pulled it. We're like, we're not doing something illegal for you. And then the fourth stage is obviously forced. So it appears they're trying to force people into into doing this stuff now. So I think it's very effective. Definitely. Because I know... The pressure gauge went up this week. Yeah, my, my phone went went off yeah. with, with people freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. And so it's got the desired effect. Now, I haven't looked I've, I haven't looked recently at what the VAX numbers, if they've been quite strong, because I think they were tapering off. They had been tapering off. but They've been tapering off for a while, but I'm pretty sure Queensland's over 80% first dose. So you would assume that anyone who's gone and got the first dose, the, the majority of them will go and get the second dose. Mm. You could assume that. So realistically... It would appear we're just, it's just a matter of time before we get to 80% anyway. I made the joke on the day as well too that um, the only way that these changes come into effect is if we get to 80%. Yeah. 
So yeah. if everyone just stops getting vaccinated, then they never come in. Hashtag stay under 80. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but obviously then you've got the borders opening and all that sort of stuff, which also doesn't happen until you get to 80% either. But the thing- Well, no. Does it? Well, th- yeah, that, that was the next point. Does it? Let's look at every other state and every other country and how many times have they put out a set of goalposts that have stayed there? Mm. The entire pandemic. What happened to the New Zealand travel bubble? Yeah, burst. Yeah, like when, in when a they week. Re- yeah, when they reinstated the border bubble, they found one case down in Ganellabar or whatever, and then they popped the border bubble. Yeah. Like, so... I, again, I, we don't have to keep harping on about all of the... I want to keep harping on it because I walked into the gym the other day and two of them were talking about, oh, once we get to 90, then blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm like, why are you listening to them That's at right. 90? Yeah. It, it, it was 70, yep. it was 80, now it's 90. Yep. Do you think it's going to be 90? Then no, New South be... Wales went to 95 and then Brad Hazard was saying, I won't even be comfortable at 95. And then Daniel Andrews Daniel is Andrews talking about booster boosters. shots. Uh, We've got 70 million vaccines coming to Australia. Yeah. And it's all going to be about maintaining your vac status. Now, another the hamster part, wheel of vac status. That's right. Uh, another part of this, which uh, is another audio podcast prediction, which appears to be uh, coming true. We said a little while ago that the main reason why we think this will all, the majority of this, not all of it, but the majority of this will be over by probably first quarter next year, is because there is a federal election where the absolute latest it can be held is May next year. Right. ScoMo has hit the campaign trail. Yeah. I have seen multiple stories this week of interviews with Scott Morrison talking about how the federal government does not have a mandatory vaccine policy. It is completely your own choice of what you do with your body and that we have to stop these evil state premiers from discriminating against people based on their vaccination status. Good cop, bad cop. That's right. Now... Before you guys go, ScoMo's the saviour, this is the game plan, okay? Because we, we need to make this very clear. We need ScoMo to think that him being the saviour is what we're all asking for and think that we're going to vote for him for the next election because we need to k- get him to continue through with the plan, Yep. right? Because if we go, ScoMo, we know you're full of shit, then he'll, he might stop putting pressure on the states to actually open the country back up, right? So we need to go along with it to a degree and then still vote them out (laughs) at the next election. Because as we said a million times before, federal trumps state in just about everything, especially when it comes to crossing borders. And he has sat on the sidelines and done fuck all about it the entire time. Yep. And don't forget... National Cabinet sales meetings, because they are sales meetings. That's what I'm... They're pushing units. Yep, they're pushing units. They Those National Cabinet meetings are exempt from Freedom of Information Acts. The members of the public will never be able to see the detail of what is spoken about between ScoMo and all of these premiers in those meetings. I guarantee you it's just sales meetings. Yep. Get those numbers up. And because Queensland's lagging, what do we do? Two things. Roll out the restriction plan... Roadmap towards more restrictions as the pandemic's getting towards the end. And secondly, oh, we had another Uber driver this week that that happened to get COVID. Mystery COVID cases unlinked on the Gold Coast. They used the same play that didn't work two weeks ago. And he's vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. Hello. (laughs) Now, I saw another story this morning, which was very interesting. The Because it was a corporate media company doing a story 
based on the TGA Weekly Safety Report, right? because the new report came out this week. They have found an additional 35 cases of myocarditis within a week. 11 of those people were hospitalized and treated in the ICU. Now, they said the average days that they were in the ICU was four days. Right. But this is from the vaccine. This is not from COVID. This is not vaccinated people who got COVID and then went to the ICU. Yeah. This is people getting the vaccine, having a negative reaction to the vaccine, and going to the ICU. Yeah, filling ICU beds. That's right. So when we keep being told it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated and it's the unvaccinated people that are going to be filling up ICU beds... There are people who are having vaccine adverse reactions filling up ICU beds as we speak, and we continue to roll this program out. So I'm trying to gather some data here, and everyone listening and watching can help. I've had two people admitted to hospital in my network exactly two weeks after the second shot of Pfizer Mm -hmm. for throat infections. Yeah. I just want, within your... Friendship circle, if, mm-hmm. if the opportunity is able to come up to your friends that have vaccinated, mm-hmm. I want to know if they have had seen similar yeah. issues. And we're talking throat closing up, unable to eat. So um, that could even be like an anaphylaxis type. But yeah. Too, right? But too far away. Two weeks after. Yeah. Because I, I find it interesting, that, that TGA safety report, mm-hmm. what, uh, adverse events are how long... Like they can I be think reported. It's, I think it's as far as 28 days after the vaccine is right. administered. Okay. However, they're very specific on when some things can happen and when some things can't. And there was a story that I read about a few weeks ago of a girl who uh, got blood clots in her legs and in her lungs. I think it was within 15 minutes of being vaccinated. Yeah. And the TGA investigated that case and said... No, blood clots don't develop that quickly. Can't be the vaccine. So she got put in like a B grade where they don't even counter in the yeah. numbers. Like, so... And we, we spoke last week about the phase three trials being completely a complete schmozzle. That's right. Right. So you've got to be really, really careful with the data. And that's why, that's why I find it so funny that you can have a conversation with someone and they'll pick... An article and not mm. the data. Yeah. And when you read the article, <clears throat> the data is so specific. Like the dates mm. I find fascinating. Yeah. And I think, did we speak about it last last show where someone had sent me, oh, the, the, the vaccine is so effective because between these dates, yeah. it was like, not six weeks, it was like five and something yeah. weeks. Like, is that not a, is that not a red flag? Mm-hmm. Is that not a red flag to go, okay, I need to dig a little deeper and you just reminded me of that when you said that now they're talking about that that report because people are starting to pick up little little uh, clues mm. as time goes on. Well, here's, here's a pretty big clue. There was a news story that came out of New Zealand this week. Oh, yes. A guy got shot and died. They tested him at the hospital. He tested positive for COVID. And due to the fact that it's the World Health Organization's guidelines that if you have COVID at the time of death, they, you have to report them as a COVID number. That is wild. <laughs> it brings a whole new meaning to get the shot. Ah, uh, yeah. But um, um, yeah. So look, what are, what are we trying to say here? Uh, there. This is actually going to be a good segue. Well, hold on, don't segue yet, because okay. I want to know: is the Queensland government happy to compensate business for the twenty percent that they're expecting not to be by that cutoff date in loss of revenue? Well, 
this is where this is going to get really, really tricky and really, really interesting to see how society plays out in Queensland over the coming months. I've spoken to police officers before this announcement uh, was made who had already detailed to me they are sick of policing COVID shit Yeah, because they're like, all it's doing is causing a rift between us and the community. People don't trust us anymore. And we've got real work that we should be doing, which has gone through the roof, like mental health issues, domestic violence issues, because they've gone through the roof because the number one stressor on families typically is money. And when people have had zero income support this year or close to it compared to what they had last year, uh, it's 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 really affecting them. So these police were already saying that on the police stuff. Now, Palaszczuk, when she made her announcement, was like, police will be uh, enforcing the new restrictions. There's no legislation. So one thing that's really interesting out of Victoria is I saw a stat, and I can't remember, these, these numbers are off the top of my head, but it's something like 5% of the fines that were handed out in Victoria for COVID breaches have been paid. Yeah. That's it. 95% haven't. Because the majority of these things have no legislation backing them. Yeah. So if you just take it to court, you go, what law is this based on? And they go, oh, that's right. There is no law. It was a mandate because people think mandates are laws, but they're not. And it just gets thrown out and it just wastes the court's time. Mm. Right? Can we talk about how gendered the term mandate is? Uh, that's, a, that's another day, mate. That's another day. Whilst we were talking about ridiculous stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is this is going to be a very, very interesting um, time to see where our society in Queensland is at. What are the police going to do? Because police have already said, like in New South Wales, when they made the same law changes in mid-October, the police came out and said, we're not doing this. They're going to call it McGregor. They're going to do fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, why would they? What's the purpose of yeah. it? What is the purpose of it? Like, these businesses... They all know it's bullshit. Yeah, the businesses that have been suffering for almost two straight years now, and businesses like yours, which got zero income support yeah. for the entire period, have been suffering during this time. And now you're going to say, you you can let a va- an unvaccinated person in, but you, you can only have... What's the restriction? It's like 20 to 1 the amount of people that you're allowed in or some shit. I can't, I can't even remember what the number is. But they're saying that if you let unvaccinated people in, you're going to have to have thresholds, whereas if you let vaccinated people, mm. you don't. Now I'm only allowing circumcised people in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside joke for yeah. any uh, old, uh, old crew members <laughs> that we used to work with. Or any Powerfish fans. Yeah, but so it's going to be interesting. What are the police going to do? The second thing is, what are the businesses going to do? Because I'm telling you right now, I don't run my own business, but if money is coming to me and the person's not coughing and sneezing when they walk through the door, I probably want to take their money. Mm. Like if you're running a business and you're like, uh, hey, money and customer who wants to support me, go away. You need to understand too, this is only going to be for a short period of time. You're going to burn that customer for life. Yeah. So if you're a restaurant who require who relies on repeat business and stuff like that, you're gonna burn that person, their family, their friends. They're not they're not gonna come back. It's like business suicide. And I think that business being business, you and as a consumer, choice is what is mm-hmm. what happens. You walk into a place, and if you're not treated the way that you want to be treated, right. guess what? You just go to the next one, mm-hmm. and and it will it will 
create opportunities for people yep. to to expand their business mm-hmm. because I can tell you that one target market's bigger than the other. That's right. And I don't care that the one's a majority, one's a minority, but you could have both. Yeah. And where where are you going to get the additional police from to police these things? They've just stood down police officers yeah. for not being vaccinated. Same as the nursing staff, even though we've got all these hospital issues. Which just a reminder, we're building quarantine facilities. Two of them. No, in, no there's hospitals. two. No hospitals. Mm. So our hospital systems fucked. We wouldn't have anyone to put in the hospitals anyway because we've furloughed them all. We've stood them down. Yeah. We've fired them. Yeah. So... 2020's heroes, 2021's unemployed. Yep, 100%. Shout out to nurses. So just to wrap this little section up in a little bow, uh, I think that... I think we think we probably agree... This is a fear-based move. Yeah. She knows the numbers haven't moved fast enough, so she feels like she's backed into a corner, so she's lashing out. Yeah. That's what she's doing. Uh, Definitely want to remind you of that point of old mate stepping down a week before he was supposed to start the job, because I think they... You don't make this decision on the day. Yeah. This would have been in the works for months. And for those of you still holding the line, hold the line. Hold the line. This will be over soon. Yep. Promise you that. The night is darkest before the dawn. <laughs> I love it. Right? I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. So let's move on. And this is going to be my segue. I was going to segue it. Speaking of businesses that were affected negatively by what's happened in the world in the last two years, how about a business that hasn't been? <laughs> well, how about businesses that have been positively affected? Yeah. What, what business has been positively affected in the last two years would you say jason uh i would say vaccine companies alex vaccine companies yeah that's Mm -hmm. a that's a massive one who else uh i would say the uh corporate media have probably benefited as well too yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely and uh but have they got any they had their fair share of government support because i know i haven't as a small business Mm. owner i've not i've had zero yeah zero dollars of government support Mm -hmm. um what support has the it's funny that you say that, Alex. So another interesting story came out this week where, and just to, uh, to outline this for you lovely people, we mentioned way back, probably about a year ago, about how people misconstrue what you're saying when we say the media is pushing a certain narrative. People take that as the media are evil and they are trying to sell you something mm. to make you sick or they're part of some global cabal or whatever. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is the media goes where the money is. Yep. And it is the corporate media. It is run by the advertising model. So an interesting announcement was made this week where the Australian tax office came out and said that for backdated back to February 2020... The Australian corporate media will be receiving a 100% tax offset. The reasoning given was that there has been a downturn in advertisers and advertising revenue during that time. Now, I don't know about you. I believe the amount of ads on the TV have been the same. Uh, Exactly the same. And the viewership has been... And the yield... Uh, the viewership has been increased. And also the yield on that marketing spend would have gone up too. That's right. I would also say that the amount of native ads that happen, you know, when, when there's like, you know, the two news anchors and they have that little back and forth, which 
it's designed to look like it's uh, spontaneous, but it's on the teleprompter. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, you know, did you get your jab? Oh, yeah, I got my jab. <laughs> to make it look like they just naturally are just having a conversation about this. Those are what they are called native ads. They are ads hidden within the show, which put an idea in your head, which I would, I feel are way more effective mm. than traditional advertising. That's yeah. why you've seen so much in the last two years. If you're on YouTube, you have to display it. That's right. <laughs> also another key difference. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, the announcement was 100% corporate tax offset, a corporate media tax offset, totaling $41 million. Mm. So when you wonder why the media has been pushing the government narrative so hard for the last almost two years... And we know it's a narrative because it was the exact same terminology, the exact same words, the exact same technique at the exact mm-hmm. same time across all mediums. The exact same lies. Yep. The exact same propaganda. Mm-hmm across all different corporate media channels. Mm -hmm. And we cited recently that interview of the nurse that happened down in South Australia where you could see the corporate media reporters and their microphones in the clip. No one reported it. Mm -hmm. Because they knew there was money in the bank coming. And the the government can't just go and pay for media spots. That's right. Because if you pay for it, then there's a paper trail. So if the government goes to the media and goes, hey, we need you to advertise and push the vaccine rollout, here's $41 million, then after a Freedom of Information Act request, the public can scrutinise that and go, hey, this seems a little bit dodgy. Mm. But if you just come out after the fact and go, oh, because woe is me, the corporate media people had people trapped in their homes for almost 12 months, literally only either watching TV or going on the internet. They haven't made as much money out of advertising as they traditionally would, which is bullshit. We'll give you a tax break for $41 million. It's just a way of paying for the marketing that they've received for the last two years. And we've seen, we have seen some government intervention to do with narratives as well with the TGA's uh, view on ivermectin. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to... It literally says nothing about any safety issues. Mm-hmm. It, it is more concerned about it halting the vaccine rollout mm-hmm. or slowing the vaccine rollout Yeah, and uh, social media misinformation. Yeah, so just, just a reminder of what Alex is talking about. The, the TGA made an announcement in August that... I think it was August or September. Three days after Joe, Rogan podcast, uh, Joe Rogan's post. Yeah, that's right about how they have banned doctors and GPs in Australia from prescribing ivermectin to patients to treat COVID-19. And the, the, it's still available on their website. The reasons that they gave for banning it was, number one, it would slow down the vaccine rollout because people would think they were protected by taking it as a prophylactic. Because they would be. Which has proven to work in other countries. Number two was because due to uh, social media posts which advocate a higher dosage, people will get their prescription from their doctor, throw the prescription away once they get the pills and go and read a social media post and take what the social media post says, not what the doctor says. That was number two. And number three reason was I was saying that there is a shortage of ivermectin in Australia and that it needs to be prioritised for high-risk groups such as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders or aged care because it is commonly used in Australia to treat parasitic infections. So, key point out of that is commonly used in Australia, which means it's probably safe. Yeah. So, 
Pfizer released their data on their new drug, which actually I've, I've, I wrote the name down. So Pfizer is coming out with their own antiviral drug called Paxlovid, P-A-X-L-O-V-I-D. Uh, so uh, their vaccine's pa- working so well, they've come out with an antiviral pill to go with it. With a meme name, like the Pax Love It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I, I, I saw a complete breakdown of this. I'll put a post of the video. So yeah. we've, we've mentioned Dr. John Campbell a few times on this, on this pod. He, his turnaround during this <laughs> pandemic has been remarkable. Yeah. And he did a full breakdown of what Pfizer's trial data said about this drug and also compared it to ivermectin. Now, what is so interesting for me, because he also made a point about molnupiravir as well. Molnupiravir that we've bought 300,000 courses of in Australia hasn't technically been approved by the TGA yet. It's only been approved in the UK. The UK approved Molnupiravir off the one trial. Mm. So when, when ivermectin has been demonized this entire time, we've always been told it's because of a lack of data trials, yeah. randomized controlled trials, blah, blah, blah. There is an absolute mammoth amount of data out there about the effectiveness of ivermectin, and yet still not approved for COVID use, but molnupiravir is approved just based off what the manufacturer said. Mm. Exactly like what happened with Pfizer. Okay? Now, it actually went through the mechanism that Paxlovid uses to prevent COVID from replicating in your cells. Yeah. Just a little side note. This is what Jason and I have been waiting for the whole time. That's this right. is what we should have. This is this is what we we should have had, and that's what got us fired up. Is that when we were measuring case numbers mm-hmm. and pushing for vaccination, when we knew that the vaccination rate did nothing to stop case numbers, mm-hmm. we were looking for an antiviral. That was that was. If you would have said we've we're going to outlay this antiviral, and we're going to look at cases. We wouldn't have spoken like you that would be perfect. Yeah, that that's... because you'd go, you've got all these cases, but here's the drug that treats the cases. Yeah, so we're all good. Yeah, that's right. That was the whole thing that got us. The number fire. one red flag for us at the beginning of the pandemic was when they were reporting how bad this thing was and how fast it spreads, and they were saying that there are tens of millions of people in the world who are already infected. Let's get a vaccine out. Yep, you are writing off tens of millions of people yep. because you're saying we're not treating these people; they're a goner. But we'll try to vaccinate everyone else. That was the number one red flag for us at the beginning. Bill Gates literally said it recently yeah. in another interview, a follow-up interview, mm-hmm. that he's like, oh, if we knew back then what we know now, we would have created a different product. One that one that stops the virus and yeah. not one that just helps you get a little bit less sick. That's his words. Can we, do you reckon we can put a um, I'll put up? a link in for that for that interview. Yeah, so he, he essentially said that during the, when the next pandemic comes, because he's predicting it, because they're probably cooking it up in the lab with Fauci, but when the next pandemic comes, hopefully we'll have things that we didn't have this time around, like a vaccine that actually stops spread. It doesn't work. Yeah. It, the vaccine doesn't work. It, yeah, this just, guy that's in hospital, the Uber driver, he's vaccinated. Yeah, fully vaccinated and still got COVID and is now, you know, having Anastasia bluster about going back to restrictions again. Yeah. This is a very different uh, way of living with COVID. Yeah. Now, lockdowns work. Yeah. I'll tell you. So, lock, if you if you want to if you want to reduce the transmission, mm-hmm. lock everyone down. That's right. But that's not what living is, right? That's right. So, this 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 whole thing is so bullshit. Like, and if you're not seeing it now, like, yeah. what what else do you need to see 
to know that it's not working. And the question is always to people who are pro-vax, pro-mandate, pro-booster shot, pro all of it, at what point will you be comfortable to go back to living life? What level of risk are you willing to accept into your life to go back to some degree of normal? When you ask people that question, often they don't have an answer. Yeah. Because the thing is... You're so wrapped up in this moment. So that's wrapped right. Up. It's and hysteria. It's by design. Absolutely. It was designed to do that. This was a marketing program. There's $41 million worth of tax incentives to get you... That's right. To whip people up. up into fear because when you are scared, your fight or flight um, response kicks in and people generally make bad decisions. And if, if you whip someone into a fear frenzy and then you come to them and go, I've got the answer which will save you, that's what they want. That's yeah. what they're doing. So back to Paxlovid. So Dr. John Campbell did a full breakdown of the research paper. Now, keeping in mind, there is only one bit of publicly available information on this new drug, which is the trial data from Pfizer themselves. So from the company that's selling the drug, the only thing that's available is their trial data. So when this thing gets approved, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what they're basing it off. Yeah. Right? The mechanism that it works in is very, very interesting. And to give you as much of a layman's breakdown as I can based on my understanding of it, and again, I'll put the link in so you can actually go and watch the video yourself. The way that COVID replicates within your cells is that once it once the spike protein docks in your, um, your thing, it's an AC... Oh, oh, is it? ACE receptor. ACE2 receptor, yep. sorry. So it docks in your ACE2 receptor and then the, the virus puts its genetic material inside to your cells. And there are these long proteins inside your cells, which COVID can't use a long protein to replicate. So there is an enzyme within your cells called 3CL protease, which is three, uh, is it kite? I've got it written down. I was trying to see if I could get through it without referring back to my notes. super impressed if you nailed that. Yes. Uh... <laughs> Actually, don't even have it written down. I think it's three uh, chymotrypsin-like protease. Yeah. And essentially what that amino acid does is it breaks down proteins. So the idea is, uh, so the COVID's in your cell, the the 3CL protease breaks down those long proteins that are in your cell, which makes them usable for the COVID virus. Then it uses those proteins to replicate, and that's how it, it, it replicates throughout your system. The way that Paxlovid works, the mechanism is, it is a 3CL protease inhibitor. What does that mean? It stops that enzyme from doing its job. So if you, the the way that he uses it is an analogy of the the, the 3CL protease is like a pair of scissors. It's essentially like getting sticky tape and wrapping it around the scissors so the blade can't open, Mm. which means it can't cut down those long proteins into the smaller proteins that COVID can use. That's right. Therefore, COVID cannot replicate within your system. Very, very interesting mechanism of of function. Now, what is more interesting is that ivermectin is also known as a 3CL protease inhibitor. Same function. Which was our joke at the very beginning that we, like when we knew about this, That's we, right. we joked about Pfizer-Mectin was just going to be yeah. a rebranded That's right. So we heard months ago that Pfizer was coming out with an antiviral pill because their vaccine was going such great guns. Yeah. <laughs> right? So we made the joke, oh, this is going to be Pfizer-Mectin. All it's going to be is going to be based off Ivermectin. It's going to be way more expensive. So again, to go back to what we spoke about with Monupiravir, 
Molnupiravir is going to be $700 a course. A full course of ivermectin to treat COVID is 53 cents. This is taxpayer dollars mm. when this stuff comes out over here. I would assume Pfizer is going to be more expensive because yeah, they've, got, they've got the, they've got the, the Rolls, name. The, the Rolls Royce. That's right. Branding. The That's Nike. right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They are the Nike. They're the Air Jordans yeah. of, of uh, the, the drug world at the moment. They're the it girl. So, Whereas ivermectin would be like... Ivermectin's me. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> cheap and uh, has a lot of different uses, uh, but just cheap. And mainly all, cheap. And, and you get in trouble talking about them. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, so what's, what's really interesting is that this new Pfizer pill works as, again, that 3CL protease inhibitor. And ivermectin has been shown to be an effective 3CL protease inhibitor as well. Ivermectin also, in the cell culture studies, showed different ways of actually preventing COVID from replicating. The first way that it showed was it actually binds itself to the spike protein. Why is that important? The the reason why COVID is so uh, scary as a disease is the the spike protein itself attached to the COVID molecule is the exact size to fit into our ACE2 receptors. That's why it's so effective at infecting people. Mm. And that's why people think it was genetically engineered to do that. because they've It's lit- too perfect. It's too perfect. It's like two puzzle pieces that are made for each other. That's right. But in situ, like, like separate from each other. Yeah. They just perfectly that's fit right. together. So what they found... So this is going back to those trials they ran early 2020. They found that ivermectin stopped replication of COVID cells in vitro within 24 hours. And one of the mechanisms that did that was because it binds to the spike protein itself, which means it's it's binding to it, it's changing the shape, so it can no longer actually bind to the ACE2 receptor and therefore insert its genetic material into mm. the cell. Furthermore from that, it is shown that the ivermectin actually binds to the ACE2 receptor yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So you've got like a double blockage. Imagine getting... It, it, to, to paint you a bit of a picture, imagine having two puzzle pieces, but s- stick a blue tack on both sides and then try and put them together. Yeah. The shapes don't fit anymore. That's right. On both sides. Yeah. I was going to go some- with something way more vulgar, but anyway. <laughs> um, I was going to say that uh, taking ivermectin is kind of like having sex with a lady and you're wearing a condom and she's on the pill. And that's your level of protection from her getting pregnant. Whereas Paxlovid appears to be, you, you get her pregnant, but then she takes the morning after pill. <laughs> right, but I would also argue that ivermectin is like having a condom that is shaped like a crucifix with a big cross on the top, <laughs> so you actually can't enter the ACE2 it's just, it, not, not a crucifix, because that's got a tip on the end of it. It'll be a T-bar. A T-bar. Yeah. So there's just no entry. To, yeah, that's no a better way to, to the yeah. VAG2 receptor. That's, yeah, okay. That's a way better way of putting it. And that's why I'm a scientist. Yeah. So why is this important? Number one, because watch the news, because I guarantee you this Pfizer drug gets approved. Oh, it's, guarantee. Like, it's already They're already approved. talking about 90% effective at preventing hospitalization and death. When, when was the last time we heard Pfizer making claims about their drugs yeah. that they were at X amount of percentage effective at doing something? And they got this double vax, the Uber driver. Where, uh, is he in hospital? Uh, yeah, he is. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, and as a reminder, because people keep pretending to forget about it, 
Pfizer said their trial results showed 95% eff effective at preventing COVID. That is not lessening symptoms and stopping hospitalization and death. It is prevention. It is you don't get it. It is the way a vaccine typically mm. used to work yeah. Which in the majority the of cases. Used to be. They changed the definition of vaccine to make to put mRNA in it to make it count as a vaccine now. There's a whole other story behind why it's important to call it a vaccine. Long, Very long story short, the level of uh, regulatory scrutiny on a vaccine is far lower than it is on a drug. So if you, if you release a drug that's proven within three months it doesn't work, like we've done with the vaccine, the drug gets pulled from the market. It's not saying the vaccine. Interesting. So, yeah, so very, very interesting. Uh, jo Dr. John Campbell also made a very interesting point about the potential issues that can occur by going with a drug like Paxlovid as opposed to a drug like Ivermectin. Number one, again, we have no safety profile. It is a brand new drug. We have zero safety profile don't on this them. drug. Yeah, clearly don't need, don't need sell them. units. Because if something goes wrong, just don't talk about it. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Keep taking it. Number two, it only has one mechanism of action. And the biggest problem with that mechanism is that the COVID's already inside your cell. So what, what can that mean? Is that COVID could potentially mutate around that mechanism of action. Ah, because it, 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 it can see the function. It can see the rewriting of the cell. Yeah. Because it, whilst it's already in there. That's right. Oh. So I guess to put it in layman's terms, COVID could get to a point where... It's trying to infect cells that many times that it goes, you know what? I'm just going to figure out how to use these long proteins. So then it doesn't need the 3CL yeah. protease to, to cut down those long proteins and short yeah. proteins. It'll just figure out how to use the long proteins. And then this drug, it becomes antibiotic resistant. The drug doesn't work anymore. Yeah. With ivermectin, because it has so many different modes, number one is it actually locks it out of the cell to begin with. And then number two, it also does the exact same function as the 3CL protease inhibitor. Uh, it is far less likely that COVID can do the multiple mutations at a time that it would need to, to become resistant to that antibiotic. Isn't it amazing that ivermectin could potentially win another... Nobel Prize, Peace Prize? Nobel Prize. Yeah. And, and but it would have like I love the speech. It's like man, I would have had this way earlier if, if it wasn't for the media bullshit. Well, if it's, it wasn't it's not the for media, the mate. political it's... shitstorm that was associated with it, we could have all we've, we we could have all. And look again, history will show this is just mm. another step towards it. I do, I do want to I do want to say that I am noticing some media outlets, some corporate media outlets like the one that you said that is reporting the adverse reactions, mm -hmm. the myocarditis, there is a shift there. Yeah. And I want to say that we as a public will never hold media accountable because the media is smart enough to always be on our side. That's right. So they're pushing, they've been pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, the same taglines, mm -hmm. you know, the same, the same sales spiel the whole time. But now I'm starting to see the starts of a turn. 
Yeah. And because when they turn, they're going to turn on the government, right? When they know mm-hmm. that the government's not going to be in anymore and yep. the tax incentives disappear, yep. they're going to turn on the government and they're going to be on our side going, yeah. you know, you shouldn't have done this and, and, right. and this study and that study and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it will be like, oh, they've done such a good job for us. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah, that's right. Do not forget. It is only the because of independent media during this pandemic that any any sort of truth has come out at all. Think about how crazy people were seen as and depicted as 12 months ago for talking about lab leak theory. Yeah. Why aren't we talking about lab leak anymore? Yeah. It is the biggest scandal in our generation. Fauci's still saying it. Yeah, Fauci's still trying He's to... He's the only person that's still saying it. Yeah, but because none... Like, I would assume that... Not none of you, but I would assume that the majority of people haven't been continuing to pay attention to what's happening in America... Fauci lied in front of Congress months ago saying that the NIH has not and like has never funded gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab in China. The NIH came out weeks ago refuting that statement, saying that they had. Then, what Fauci did to try to get around it, they updated the definition of gain-of-function on their website. Yeah. That was their way of trying to fix this problem. Same as what they did with the term vaccine. That's right. Just update the term to fit the narrative. Yeah. Like, how much easier would your life be is if every time you fucked something up, you could just change what words mean to suit yourself? Yeah, change your job description. Yeah. No, it doesn't say it. And subsequently. Yeah. No, I know it said that before. It doesn't say it. No, it doesn't say it. That's like, right. that's not what that is. Yeah. It's, that's not my job. Like, you could, you could start at a dealership and then just go, no, no, I'm the dealer principal. Yeah. I, I changed my title, That therefore it makes it true. Yeah. It's wild. It's what it is wild shit. So 12 months ago, you had people talking about the lab leak theory, which has it is 99% proven. 99%. You've had people talking about the you know, there was the, the terms like the great reset. We didn't like talking about things like the great reset early on because it is far too it. It brings in too much of the way too far conspiracy stuff yeah. for, for even for me, right? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I am a seeker of truth. Yeah. I love conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories I are love great. It. I love it as a thought experiment. Yeah. To think outside the square. Yeah. But uh, we have been very selective to not use terms like... That's right. Because And I, tr- I, I genuinely don't believe it because I, I, I think... At the end of the day, it's just a bunch of little decisions that are made behind closed doors yep. for motivations that are very clear and very obvious mm-hmm. of how... And, like, I, I had the conversation with someone during the week. Mm. They, they said to me, how could that possibly happen? Mm-hmm. How could someone be incentivized to do the, something bad? <clears throat> and I just did it. I did the spiel, acting like the... Yeah. And they were like, oh, it sounded really easy. Mm-hmm. Imagine if a pharmaceutical company came to you and said, hey... We have the answer to mm-hmm. all your problems. Yep. And we've got this vaccine. We just need some help from you. Yep. We need to get this out there. We can't make any money off it unless we, we, mm-hmm. we, we get this amount of units. So we need you to give us a little bit of help yep. to get it over. But the beauty is you're going to have, uh, it's going to be headline news that you're doing the right mm-hmm. thing, that you're pushing it and you're getting the results. You'll go down as a hero. Yeah, you'll be the hero. Now, also... We're going to give you some support through the media because we need their help too. Mm-hmm. So we've got a media team that will build, will design a all-inclusive package of how to sell the product. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll put that in there. Don't worry, we'll even pay for it. Yeah, you you get this across. 
you win, your people win, they're safe, you know, we, uh, we, we get a nice little dollar on, on the way through. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing, let's, let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to think that someone would say that's right. yes. And for people that would say, no, that's ridiculous, um, I would stand up and, and do something about it. Did you? Yeah. Prove it. Do yeah. something. Yeah. Because most of society has not. That's right. Most of the most of society moves. Yep. With the herd. Uh, an interesting thing that I've noticed this week, especially up in Queensland, is there's a lot of people who were who are claiming to hold the line the entire time up in Queensland, where we were relatively unaffected. Yeah, yeah. It was and then now now it's come to affect us, and they're like, oh, like maybe I have to go and get it, and it's like. At the at the first sign of any pressure on you at all, you're, you're folding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't holding shit. It's not called holding the line when there's there's no force coming yeah, towards you. Yeah, it's like being in the military and holding the line in practice at your hometown. Yeah, that's right. right. And then when you get to the the battleground, go. Uh, no, nah, I'm going. Home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, there was actually a really good point that I was about to make too. But what were you just talking about? I'm just spaced. I I want to finish it. Because I'm really hungry. Nah, because I've I've got I've got more stuff to talk about, bro. What have you got to talk about? I uh, can't even think of it now. It's gonna bug me later on, though. I can That's guarantee right. we'll you that. Bring it into next week. Yeah. Or we All might right, even guys. do. We could even do maybe a midweeker or something. A midweek yeah, okay. update. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah, we could potentially do that. Hmm. Hmm. And on that note. All right, guys. Let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you next RDO.